Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire women. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome, Sky Women, to another episode of Sky Women Podcast with your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers. I'm very excited about today's episode, The Boy That Could, with our guest, Angie Slagle, as she talks about her new book, and she talks about finding the ability and disability when raising children with special needs. I want to remind you that she will have a book reading and signing at Studio 101 this weekend at 101 Nursery Lane in Fort Worth. So please go show her some love. Also at Sky Women, we specialize in relieving pain and helping you move freely in your body throughout pregnancy and postpartum. We believe that everyone deserves a joyful pregnancy. In our office, we offer hands-on drug-free osteopathic adjustments to help you rely less on medication and more on your body's alignment. So if you or someone you know is pregnant and hurting from pelvic and back pain, give us a call. You can find us at skywomenshealth.com. You can actually request an appointment from the website and we'll call to get you set up. Okay, on to the episode. All right, welcome Sky community to another episode of Sky Women Podcast. We have with us today, Angie Slagle, who is a registered nurse, a surgical first assist, mom of two, grandmother to two, a multi-passionate individual and published author. Angie is an optimist and has a desire to leave the world a better place. Having a son with special needs has ignited her mission to help people find the ability and disability. Angie's newly published book is called The Boy That Could, inspired by her son who was born with a genetic difference. Andrew, who is now 16 years old, doing what doctors and therapists said he wouldn't ever do. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, this is so exciting because it's just a totally different um, aspect, a totally different look on life whenever we have a child with a learning difference, right? Moms advocate for their children. And so I just applaud you. Thank you. So tell us about your inspiration in writing The Boy That Could. Well, being that Andrew's 16, I have enough experience now to really talk about his progress and being told that he would not be able to do a lot of things that most typical children do. um, I felt like it was my responsibility to give him the best opportunity Uh, and in the best life that I could possibly give him. And so with that being said, over the years, I saw, you know, his progress in, at his own time and um, in his own time. And that was really exciting to see where moms at, you know, the age of one, the kids are walking and, you know, moving around. Andrew was sitting and just barely sitting with, you know, one of those little, um, bumpers that help him sit up. But um, by the age of three, he was walking. And that was a big accomplishment. And then when he, I knew by three, he was reading. And so the stories that I have, I want to be able to share uh, with parents to 
keep a close eye on your kid because you will learn so much just through watching them. Um, and they will tell you what they know um, just in, in that period of time when uh, you're observing. And another example was when he was able to read at the age of three, uh, no one would believe me. And it was exciting to see that I could actually show people that he was able to read by putting, writing out words on index cards and laying them out uh, 50 to 100 cards. And it was uh, like a puzzle for him when I would tell him, okay, show me the word that says giraffe or show me the word that says dog or elephant or and or a or the. And he was able to give me each index card and he was right 100% of the time. And so that was my, that from there, I felt like if you could read, you could do anything, right? And so that started, um, that started the journey of, hey, you know, let's see what, let's see what else he knows. Let's see what else he can do. And so by the time he was eight, his first real word was butterfly. And so that was um, an exciting time that his teacher actually discovered. And, um, you know, going to school, picking him up, she said, I have something great to show you. And we were both just at that point, we were crying when we heard him say butterfly. Now yeah. she had heard him, but for the two of us to be there, it was such an incredible moment. And when, during COVID times, when OR select elective surgeries, you know, shut us down, when the OR shut us down, I went for a run and I was like, God, what do you want me to do? What do I do next? And as I was running, the first thing that came to mind was write a book. And it was so funny because immediately I said, ah, I don't want to write a book about myself. <laughs> and then, and then the, the next thought was, it's not about you, Angie. It's about your son. Let's write about your son. All the stories that you have about him, store it in your brain, put it out there, share it so that people know uh, that they're not alone, that the struggle is not only with them, but with, you know, we can work together together and inspire and encourage one another to not give up in whatever it is that you're struggling with, whether it's with your children, whether they're toddlers or teenagers or, you know, whatever deficit, whatever the their struggle is, this is a book to encourage those uh, to keep, to not give up the fight. And so uh, that's what I want to put out there. And so with that, with each run or in the middle of the night, um, a new story would, would come to mind and I have five books now and I'm hoping to publish all of them one at a time. Oh, so that's really so exciting. So the first book is published. It's out. Tell our listeners how they can purchase your book and tell us about your book signing that's coming up. Okay. The boy that could, here it is. <laughs> and, um, I know you I know viewers can't see it, but um, it's available uh, through my website, which is angeslagle.com. And you can purchase it for $12. I have a book signing, a book reading, uh, March 13th from two to four at Studio 101, which is at 101 Nursery Lane in Fort Worth. And afterwards, uh, they're going to have um, an art 
some art time where they'll learn how to uh, paper butterfly origami. So that's pretty cool. So exciting. So this is your debut as an author. I'm so excited. Yeah. My, I want to plant that seed. What I'd like to see is the book in every elementary school, public school, private school, and churches. Uh, I'd like to see them in therapy facilities and uh, doctor's offices. I'd like to see it out there because it is profound. It is, uh, it's an inspirational book. And it really speaks to the advocates that we are for our children, right? And you're saying, don't give up. Even when you're told there are learning differences or he'll never walk, he'll never read, he'll never write, whatever it is, believe in whatever their capacity is. As an OBGYN, I'm always interested in everyone's birth story. So I'm curious, like, was it an uncomplicated pregnancy? Were there any suspicions? Were you seeing a maternal fetal medicine specialist? Had they done, like, were there any clues or cues along the way that we need to look into more detail um, so that he was tested at birth or kind of walk us through that? Well, at 36, um, we had been married, my husband at the time and I were married eight years and we were pretty much told, give it up, it's not gonna happen. And just like most everyone's story that, you know, infertility uh, patients are told that uh, there's always a miracle. And at eight weeks, we immediately found out um, probably at six weeks and then um, somewhere between eight and 10 weeks, I started noticing uh, cramping and also uh, spotting. And I went to my OB-GYN doc and she said, you know, um, let's, let's just check it out and let's see um, another doctor here in Fort Worth, a perinatologist, and uh, let's see what he thinks. So we did a testing that um, chorionic villi sampling CVS we did a, we tried or attempted a CVS sample. But at that time, he said, look, you're going to run the risk of losing, uh, miscarrying if we do this, because he saw that there was a problem with the placenta. Okay. So at that point, that's really early on. I just said, you know what, let's just not do this. I don't want to take a chance. And then at around four or five months, um, I started having problems again, spotting, cramping. And my doctor, OBGYN doc said, um, let's have you uh, rest. So bed rest was uh, ordered. And I am not the kind of person that sits around. And so I rested probably for about half a week. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep going. And I, I just feel like if it happens, it happens, you know, well, I'm just not going to live in fear. And so I, we went on and I delivered, um, vaginal delivery, easy, not a problem. Um, but when I heard his first cry, I knew at that time, something was wrong. His mm-hmm. cry was not, not typical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, because I'm in OB, um, I hear babies all the time. And so I could tell now, I just, that pitch was different. And so of course I started inspecting Andrew after uh, when we went to our room and I noticed definite changes that were not normal. And of course it scared me and I 
you know, requested the nurse to come in and, you know, she assessed him and she said, well, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of dimpling, you know, and right at the base of the spine, but it's okay. It looks, it looks normal. It's okay. It's not, it's not something to be concerned about. And I couldn't see his eyes. So I didn't know that he had colobomas um, until I actually went to the pediatrician's office. And she told me at that point that she believed Andrew had cat's eye syndrome, which put us in a really, um, in a, in a situation where it was very, very stressful because uh, with cat's eye syndrome, kids don't live past the age of six. And so that was a really scary moment. So you're living thinking that your child has a terminal illness. Yes, it's horrifying. Right. And, you know, initially when she told me, I didn't react. And so she said, are you listening to me? Did, did you hear, do you understand what I'm telling you? I said, yes, I do understand. And I do hear what you're saying. But in my mind, I'm thinking this can't be happening. We waited so long to have this beautiful baby boy. How in the world are you telling me that he has this? I just, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. So I was very strong and brave and didn't cry until I got in the car and my daughter drove us back home. And I just, that was a, uh, I didn't know, I was just frozen in time. And, sure. and then after that, um, as time passed by, we went to visit a geneticist and she believed what he had was something different. And as again, Time, time will only tell, but he's had, you know, multiple surgeries and so far, thankfully he's doing well. He did have a tethered spinal cord mm. and that's, that was something that was missed, but only because, you know, being a baby, you know, some kids have dimpling there. We didn't know until he started having problems at the age of 15. Mm. So he just had surgery and he's recovering beautifully. And uh, I'm hoping that this will be the last of the surgeries that he has. What does Andrew think about this book? Oh, he loves his book and he loves the second book even more. He loves to read the second book. So uh, I'm looking forward to, I, I tell him, I said, Andrew, this is, this is you on this and this is all about you. And he gets so excited and he looks through there and he always goes to the back of the page to look at our picture. Oh, so yeah. He's so excited to see us in the picture. And I was like, this book is about you. And we're going to share your journey with everyone that wants to hear about it. Right. Because you are special. You are an incredible young man. And so I let him know how much he is loved and and how much he has to share about his life. And I'm hoping to get the word out. So you had shared with me before a saying that you have or a motto, a creed that you kind of live by. Will you share that with our listeners? I just shared it last night. <laughs> so I like, to, I like to say every day is a new day, a new beginning, and a new opportunity to make it the best day ever or, or just to make changes in your life. Whatever it is, just know that tomorrow's a new day, a new beginning and a new opportunity. So don't give up, whatever it is. 
I love that. And didn't you tell me that you kind of learned that lesson from Andrew? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> yes, because, um, well, when Andrew was uh, a toddler, I'm not even, he was, yeah, he was a toddler. Yeah. Okay. So I went to the, uh, I can't remember what doctor I went to see at that time, but I was drained. I was worn out. And I felt like at that moment, you know, I just, I was lost and that doctor could see it. And she said, Angie, you cannot do this alone. You need to surround yourself with people that can help you with Andrew. Um, she said, or else you're going to crash. It's not, it's not going to be pretty. And so, you know, I was telling her that, you know, every day, it just seems like a new day because when I was trying to teach him something, whatever it was, whatever task it was, it was like he, he had just, it was new to him all over again. It was like, he forgot everything that he learned, all the steps that he learned the day before. So I just start, you know, I realized at that point that it's, I actually told her it felt, I felt like I was teaching an Alzheimer's patient. Right. And so then once I'd lightened up and realized, you know what, it's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. It's a new beginning. And it's a new opportunity. Maybe it's for me to teach him in a different way and until he gets it. And, and he did. Little by little, he would learn. And it, it's definitely been a journey. And that's how I started picking up on that, <laughs> on that little saying. Yeah. Well, I think it's a beautiful motto to live by <laughs> <laughs> for all of us. Yes. So well, this is a delight and your children's books are all about Andrew's accomplishments and his love of learning and the skills that he's developed as he's learned how to live life. And, um, and you're giving us a little view into his world. And I think that it's very empowering for other parents who have special needs children um, who may feel alone um, in this journey. And so I think that it's um, great value that you're adding. Thank you. All right, Angie, tell us once more where our listeners can find you. If you want a friend, I'll be your friend forever on Facebook. Um, my name is Angie Slagle, S-L-A-G-L-E, angieslagle.com. And so if you can, uh, if you look me up, the book is $12. Uh, again, the book signing is at Studio 101, March the 13th, 2 to 4, and there'll be an activity afterwards. So after the book reading. So I look forward to uh, sharing my book with you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you much. so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening today, Sky Community. I hope that you enjoyed Angie's optimism. I think it is so beautiful how she is able to find the ability in disability. And she brings a lot of courage and joy to raising children with special needs. I hope that you will support her. Go look her up at angeslagle.com or go to her book signing. Also, I want to let you know that I am teaching a girlology course. It is a parent-child puberty program. It is a comprehensive live webinar. This is for girls age 8 to 11, and the goal is to help girls face puberty with greater confidence. When girls learn about puberty before it happens, they feel prepared and gain confidence, and it's the perfect age to start those healthy conversations about what's going on with their changing bodies and minds. So if you are interested in the show notes, I will have a link to sign up for the webinar.
If you're enjoying Sky Women Podcast, please rate, review, and share with friends so that more people are exposed, more people can find us. It would be so greatly appreciated. Until next week, be well.